Welcome to the Progress Your Health podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Uh, well, again, we're, uh, you know, we're trying to uh, do our best to get back in the swing of things of podca- uh, back in podcasting land. Um, it's, um, it's actually feels pretty good. Uh, so um, on the last podcast, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, the book that you have coming out. <clears throat> I, I thought I would just, you know, kind of mention it real fast. The per- per- Paramenopause Plan is going to be available on Amazon. We'll keep you up to date when that uh, comes out. Uh, if you have any questions, um, just in general, uh, you can always send us an email at help at progressionhealth.com. Uh, that's help at progressionhealth.com. Uh, we're going to do another question today. Again, we got a whole, because we took some time off over the summer, we got a whole slew of uh, questions for us to do. Uh, this one does come up quite often. Uh, so why don't we just dive into it? Uh, this question is from Carrie. Okay, so this is, and we always change everybody's names and personal information just for privacy, but um, this is a really good question. So we're going to break it up a little bit, um, kind of give the general answer to it, and then I'm going to get probably a little nitpicky on it because I like the math part. But this is this is from Carrie. I'm currently taking 0.25 mLs of biased, which is 1.25 milligrams, 70-30 ratio per gram. I apply it to the labia and vaginal area at night, every night, how long, about how long do I have to wait for it to absorb before having intercourse? I'm getting conflicting reports. My doctor says I do not have to wait at all as it will not affect my husband, but the pharmacist says it will, and she capitalizes will, W-I-L-L, will affect my husband and not to have sex for several hours after application. So thank you. So she's wondering which way should she go? Yeah, this one comes up a lot. And I guarantee you that the husband is worried about the estrogen, right? I mean, men are always worried about a little <laughs> estrogen. Uh, you know, so he, it's probably more of his concern. So he's like, well, what about that estrogen? You know, you know, he doesn't want to grow boobs or something, uh, you know. So um, uh, to be honest, I, you know, every man is worried about that, but I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Um, she might not want to p- apply it vaginally and, and have intercourse right away. Maybe allow a little bit of time, um, but... You know, honestly, it's not really that big of a deal for him. If they were to do that, you know, sponta- uh, sp- spontaneously or something once in a while, maybe every night, I'm sure they're not doing it every night, uh, <laughs> but every once in a while, that wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, uh, what, are you, what, are your, what are your thoughts about I that? I think the general answer, exactly. Hey, if that little bit of cream got on, you know, his, you know, down south area, you know, fellas always concerned about their, their area down there. Don't worry, it's not going to turn into something else or like I said, grow boobs or make them get all emotional. But um, just at the same time, uh, you know, pharmacists are going to be, they're like the smartest people you'll ever meet. They are like brainiacs. They know everything. They're so smart, but they're also incredibly particular when it comes to things. So they're saying, hey, you know, it's a transdermal cream. If it's on you, it's on him. It goes the same place. But at the same time, you got to think about, you know, using this um, biased, which is actually a pretty good dose. Um, 
in terms vaginally, but honestly, it's pretty low. So the amount of actual hormones, so biased is a combination of estradiol and estriol, so E2 and E3. And when it says a 70-30 ratio, that means there's 70% of estriol, which is very gentle, very weak estrogen, to 30% estradiol, which is the strongest form of estrogen that humans make. So, and she's applying it to the labia and the vaginal area, which is actually a great place to put it if you're looking at, you know, especially for um, vaginal atrophy, for vaginal dryness, postmenopausal vaginal atrophy would be like dryness, pain with intercourse, um, lack of lubrication. So um, actually applying it um, vaginally is a nice way to help with those symptoms. It does help also with uh, sensitivity to that area. So it you know, would help Carrie have an orgasm, you know, have that, you know, have that stimulation there. So, um, I love that it's being applied there, but I think the pharmacists, you know, they just get a little extra picky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's only that you brought it up. It's only 1.2 milligrams. I mean, there's hardly anything there anyways. Uh, you know, if the husband has a big beer belly, he's probably his, as his body fat is probably making more estrogen than that anyways. Uh, body fat creates estrogen. That's why, you know, sometimes men, uh, you know, they, uh, when their testosterone starts to drop, you know, they start aromatizing. That's the term and their body converts that est- that testosterone and estrogen, uh, and then body fat alone. I think it makes, I think we t- uh, you know, mm-hmm. talked about it one time. It makes more estrone than it does estradiol. Just E1. And, and yeah. it's true. Adipose tissue or, um, you know, adipose cells, fat cells, it's like its own endocrine organ. It produces all sorts of hormones, but in particular, um, estrone. So, so Really, like you said, back to, you know, Carrie's dose of 1.2, 1.2 milligrams of biased 70-30 ratio. So 1.2 milligrams would equal 0.84 milligrams of estriol with, I guess that would be all with 0.36 milligrams of estradiol, which is very low. And she's only using a quarter of that. So if I were, gosh, I'd have to pull my phone out are you here. Really, are you really going to do the math? Are you really going to do the math? The coolest right now? part because the math tells you what, what you can change on someone, what you can raise. Cause I, we do all sorts of ratios, all sorts of different ways of doing it. So really if she's on 0.84, really she's on 0.21 milligrams of estriol and then the 0.36. So, and then just point really literally so teeny, 0.09 milligrams of estradiol, which on those vaginal tissues, those vaginal cells, they're, you know, they're, they're sacred areas for us. They're mucous membranes. They absorb that hormone like crazy. It'd be different if she put that on her inner thigh. It probably wouldn't go in very well and she wouldn't absorb it. But that's a, like I said, it's a low dose, but it's a perfect dose for those vaginal cells, for lubrication, for resiliency, for, you know, the, the stimulation, for the getting that blood flow. So it's a, it, but being so low, really, if she put it on and it was like, hey, honey, what you, looking good, and then it would really probably just act more like moisturizer to him. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, the dose is low enough where it really wouldn't do too much. So uh, that's why she's a little confused because the f- doctor tells her one thing. The doctor is the clinician, right? So they understand these things. Pharmacists are not necessarily clinicians. So they, like you said, they kind of take everything to the nth degree. You know, they're by, everything's by the letter, you know, which is good. You want your pharmacist to be that way. Mm-hmm. You want and them to be extra, extra particular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you have questions about that, you usually, you know, depending if it's, uh, you know, a contraindication or something like that, okay, Okay, listen to your pharmacist. But when it's about this kind of stuff, you know, listen to what your doctor says because uh, in this case, the doctor's right. It's not that the pharmacist is wrong. Um, certainly, we wouldn't recommend you know um, having intercourse like right afterwards. But you know, she might need 
Now, if she's applying it, you know, vaginally, she might need that. So actually intercourse is not painful. Uh, you know, now it doesn't say anything over time, you know, using that cream will help those cells, but yeah. I don't think it's not going to act like a personal lubricant. So no, no, you know, no, no, no. use your own. Yeah. It's not, personal in, it's lubricant. not a, in the moment kind of a situation. It's meant to be an over, over time. Uh, so for example, when we prescribe, no, we probably wouldn't do the bias vaginally. We would just do it estriol vaginally. Uh, so just straight E3. Um, but what we, uh, so she's taking relatively, but a, it's such a low amount of estradiol that it, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we'll do a little estradiol vaginally in the beginning. If there's a lot of atrophy and somebody hadn't been on hormones or they are post, post, post menopausal and they meet somebody and they want to you know, have intercourse and it's really yeah. painful. We might do that. It kind of speeds up the process a little bit. Yeah. It helps to kind of, you know, kind of reinvigorate some of those cells a little bit. Uh, and it kind of shortens the course because we've had some pretty tough cases over the years where women were, all, you know, miserable. Can't even um, have penetration, you know. Uh, I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, not even that. Like some, you know, they couldn't wear pants. They can barely sit down. They, you know, it hurts to go to the bathroom. I mean, all these different things. Uh, some women, you know, were contemplating different surgeries that a lot of those types of surgeries don't work very well. Uh, but even for things like prolapsed uterus and pro- prolapsed bladders, um, you know, we've had some success just using, you know, hormone cream. But usually we use a little bit of a higher dose. We want them eventually to get to where they're using it roughly about one to three times a week. Yes. So they don't have to use it every day. Yeah, yeah. But this is such a low dose. You know, Carrie's using it every day. So I would say, you know, if you're having intercourse that frequently. Good for you. Probably, you. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You probably don't have to wait several hours or you could have intercourse and then put it on after before you go to bed after you, you know, tidy up. But a lot of people will say, well, well then why doesn't Carrie just put it on in the morning? And I will tell you when you apply cream vaginally, it's a cream. It's little sticky. There's something down there that putting it on in the morning, um, people don't usually like that feeling of going around the day and they had that little extra cream there. And if you do put it on at night, which is, I do, I really do prefer, prefer it at night. You know, that's when our cells, um, replicate and turn over and our immune system's really rallying that that's a really nice time for that absorbency. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so, uh, the husband can rest easy. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have a, an, a, an influx of estrogen. Now, we have talked about this on other podcasts, though. The other direction, when men are doing transdermal testosterone, uh, and then there's going to be skin-to-skin contact with the wife or the pets or the kids, um, that's a big deal, right? Because the amount of testosterone that men use... Now, we do, for men, we do um, strictly a rhythmic dosing method for, for men. Uh, and at certain times of the month, their testosterone level, you know, what they're applying to their skin can be upwards of close to 400 milligrams daily for a few days of the month. Uh, that amount for a woman uh, could be really problematic. She's going to start growing facial hair. She's going to lose hair. She's going to uh, probably break out like crazy. Uh, women don't want any of those things to happen. Uh, and then certainly the smaller the people, you know, kids and pets, uh, you know, kid uh, pets like to sit on laps. Kid like to, likes to sit on laps if a man's not careful enough. Uh, now, granted, once we, you know, once we, you know, coach a patient on how to do it, it's not that big of a deal. As long as he's aware of it, he'll wash his hands, hot soapy water. Uh, we recommend some men actually use a surgical glove, you know, so they can apply it with the glove and take the glove off so that it's not on, there's no trace on their hands. And then if they're applying it, always we recommend for men and women to apply their uh, estrogen and or testosterone to their inner thigh, nothing on the forearms, nothing like that. Uh, and then usually, you know, you can avert, you know, pretty much all problems from that point. So men to women is a much bigger deal than women to men. Uh, women to men, you know, uh, not a big deal, but men to women, certainly that's where you need to be a little bit more careful. Exactly. And it, like I said, it's such a, a low dose and it's really more for the vaginal area. It's, it looks like to me that if it happens, it, 
husband's going to be okay. But ideally, maybe, you know, if you did put it on, you'd want to maybe wait about, you know, 30 minutes, maybe maybe 30, 45 minutes and that pro- it would be just fine, even up to an hour, but I, or you could always put it on after intercourse. Yeah, sure. Um, but like I said, you know, if it's, you know, spur of the moment and it's, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, certainly celebrate the spontaneity. That's great. Please, yes. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a problem. Um, but you know, if, uh, if you have a chance, uh, you know, as you're preparing for that spontaneity, if that's even really a thing, then like I said, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is relatively a short one. Um, do you have anything else to add about this? Or, no, no. Or, uh, um, I, we get this question all the time, all, you know, all the time on where to put your creams, how to put it on, how long to wait, even to shower or take a bath, you know, go swimming. We get these questions all the time. But like you said, um, it's funny with the, my female patients, you know, their partners, their male partners will be like, oh, okay, I don't, do I want any of that near me? Yeah, do yeah. I want any of that estrogen stuff? Men are big babies. Down south, they're, southern they're, parts. They're, they're big babies. They, they don't, they don't realize that it's, <laughs> it's harmless. Really okay. It's really pre- relatively pretty <laughs> harmless. So uh, again, uh, we are still trying to figure out, uh, we would like to ask if you like our podcast, we'd like to ask for some reviews. Uh, we're on all the major platforms, uh, Spotify, um, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, we will. We're not on uh, Amazon yet, but we'll be on Amazon, Amazon Music soon enough. Uh, please give us a review. That's how people find us. That's how we can uh, grow our audience. Uh, we are going to do a promotion around that. We still haven't figured out what that promotion is. Um, you know, to offer some incentive, and we're going to read the reviews on the podcast. Or as a thank you. <laughs> as a thank you, uh, and uh, you know, and we'll pick some. You know, it'd be a really nice way to connect with some people, uh, especially if they like our podcast. So. Uh, and uh, another a shameless pl- uh, plug for the book. Uh, I know that makes you nervous every time I say it. Mm-hmm. I can see your face getting all uncomfortable over there. Uh, Perimenopause Plan is going to be coming out on Amazon as well fairly soon. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, it's really, you know, just a culmination of your experience and, you know, how, you know, how you've been able to help women. And, and like we said, uh, you know, uh, previously that it, it is kind of an underserved, uh, you know, uh, situation for women that they don't really have lots of options. Uh, and we, you know, we see a lot of them as patients. We get a lot of them, uh, questions from them, uh, and it's our way to kind of, you know, help as much as we can. So, uh, until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at progressyourhealth.com.